Hey guys, we want to welcome you back to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Hey everyone. It's great to have you here with us. Today is episode 13 and we're super excited because this is part two to a topic that we talked about in our last episode. It called sexual intimacy, a powerful tool to increase closeness with your spouse. But I wanted to remind you before we jump any further to uh, go ahead and hit the subscribe button if you haven't done that already. And then uh, feel free to share. I mean, this is this is a podcast that we would love for you to share. We love shares. <laughs> yeah, sharing is great. Um, be generous with it. Tell your friends, mm-hmm. share it on social media, whatever you like. Hey, Don, what did what did you do last week? Give us some highlights. Let's fill everybody in. Yeah, I know last week, again, the weather's been pretty gorgeous here in Minnesota, but we got a chance to go up to Lake Superior, way up north, real close to Canada, to Grand Marais, and got to um, spend a four-day weekend with our family. And not just our family, our kids, but like our extended family. We had a big family reunion that we, we do did. every single year. Up and there. Fortunately, our family reunion, I'm grateful there's not yeah. a lot of like people showing up trying to find a date or anything <laughs> like that. It's just a family reunion, yeah. people coming together and hang out. Yeah. But if you haven't been to northern Minnesota and the North Shore, wow, does it just Beautiful. blow your mind. 10% of the world's freshwater is in mm-hmm. Lake Superior. Yep. So it's like an ocean, but we had a great time. Lots, lots of eating, lots of hiking, mm-hmm. lots of just fires, Activity. Yeah. But one thing you left out is we got lost, didn't we? We did. We did get lost. <laughs> we went hiking and couldn't find our way. We took the wrong turn. So we had to pull out, you know, our phones and maps and GPS and all that. But we're alive and we made it back and we're recording this podcast yeah. right now. It was a great weekend. Welcome to the Love in the Fight podcast. My name is Travis Rosinger and we are excited to have you with us today. Relationships are all around us. They're everywhere. Healthy relationships hold the key to success in life. The best kind of relationships, they're filled with love. Whatever you're fighting for, part of why we are doing this podcast is that we want to encourage you today to fight for love. I'm joined today by my co-host, my beautiful wife, Dawn Rosinger. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Just a little background information on Travis and I. We are actually high school sweethearts, so we've been married for a little while. Along the way, we've had the opportunity to raise two amazing kids. We love Jesus, we love people, and we absolutely love encouraging marriages. Well, this week, guys, we're going to be talking about sex again, specifically sexual intimacy. Ladies, if you've had a difficult time listening to our podcast with your husband, I said this last week and I'll say it again. Just tell him this one is on sex, and his reaction may be a little different. (laughs) I couldn't agree more, Don. I know. I Obviously, we can tell by our listeners last week, the downloads, that it went up. Wow. I I know it has a lot to do with the topic. Absolutely. This is a hot topic, literally, and we had tons of downloads. So why don't people want to talk about it more Mm. often? It is a topic that many people want to hear about, but few people want to talk about it out loud. You know, we're just going to recap real quick from our last episode. And I just want to encourage you, if you haven't listened to it yet, to go back and listen to Mm, episode 12 on sexual intimacy. Just go check it out. So sex with the one you love, the one you have made a vow to love and to live with for the rest of your life is one of the safest moments you can ever experience. And we talked about that last week. So just think about it. It's safe because of a few reasons, but it's safe because it's a bedrock of trust. Mm. It's feeling completely unashamed. 
It's an unselfish way to acquire pleasure and it's total acceptance. I love that. That's so awesome. And we know that, you know, sex is pleasure, but sex in its purest form is so much more than that. Sex is intimate, possibly the highest form of intimacy someone can experience with another person. That's why the two words, sex and intimacy, should almost never be separated. So true, Don. I agree. Again, sex is so much more than just pleasure. Most people don't take the time to really think through and understand what sex really is. To understand sexual intimacy or think through the anatomy of sex. It's possible that the reason many of us fall short so often in our understanding of sexual intimacy is the gravitational pull our society has towards and pleasure. And it's so strong. I mean, the pull is there, really there. And you know, we may also lose sight of what sexual intimacy is because of the physical makeup of our bodies and our desire for pleasure. Sex isn't just pleasure. Sex is so much more. Pleasure makes up only a small portion of what sex really is. And that was what we talked about a lot last week. Well put, Don. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that we pointed out last week was just the difference between God's plan for sex and the world's Mm -hmm. kind of plan or strategy, if you will, for sex. And what is totally different views. Completely. Mm -hmm. In fact, they're in opposition Mm -hmm. to each other. What is God's plan for sex? Well, it's love expressed through sexual intimacy combined with a lifelong marriage commitment and what happens it equals the most deeply Mm, fulfilling relationship possible let me say that again love expressed through sexual intimacy plus a lifelong marriage commitment it equals the most deeply fulfilling relationship possible now again the world's view is so different it really is just this sexual act plus willing participants and that equals momentary pleasure, mm. right, Don? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just a, a cheap, quick, no strings attached thrill. It, it's saying, hey, let's use each other's bodies for a short, temporary moment to gain sexual gratification. You know, no yeah. long term mm-hmm. commitments. Let's just do this and be done with it, and we'll go our separate ways. I don't know about you, Travis, but I definitely I I want God's plan. For sexual oh, intimacy. completely. And it's so much better and so much more deeply fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Again, last week we talked about the why behind sexual intimacy. And we talked about how each married couple has a deep need for uh, sex. Mm-hmm. And really that's the sexual intimacy or that intimacy part that comes with that sacred moment. So this week we want to talk about the how. Last Mm, week we talked about the why. This week we want to talk about the how with sexual intimacy. How do you deepen sexual intimacy? But before we do, I, I just wanted to share a story uh, we, we talk to a lot of people as we travel around and we speak on marriage, but I remember one person in particular, this was a man that I had met and he, I, I began to hear his story about how him and his wife were somewhat sexually active until one day, and they had been married for a long time, but one day his wife came up to him and, and just said, hey, we aren't going to have sex anymore from this day forward. And she went on to tell him why. She just said, I don't have a desire for it. I don't need it. So we're no longer going to have sex. Mm. And as I heard this story, I found out that it had been eight years Mm. since that married couple had been sexually intimate together. And Don, I was just, when I heard that story, I was so heartbroken Mm. for that man. But even that woman, just that that wonderful piece of closeness 
was no longer there in their lives. And ultimately, even though for her, it was a small part, for him, it was a large part. And it was destroying their marriage. Absolutely. Very sad situation. So we get it. We understand there are many couples out there right now that are listening and you're at different points. There are couples that are having no sex or couples that are having sex occasionally. There's some uh, couples that are having sex somewhat regularly, and there are other couples that are having sex very often. All the time, yeah. Everyone is at a different place right now. But if you're struggling in this area, you need to know you're not alone. And I think that's a hard place to be in your marriage when you feel like they're struggling in an area and you feel like you're all alone. You're not. This is a very common area in marriage that people struggle with. So common that, Don, you and I have struggled with this in the past. Yep. I remember early on in our marriage, we definitely struggled in this area. And even to this day, we still have to make sure that we have open communication when it comes to this important area of our marriage, when it comes to sexual intimacy. We need to be super intentional about our communication, Mm -hmm. super intentional about uh, sexual intimacy. But you know what? There's good news. The good news is this. There are no rules against having too much sex in your marriage. Isn't that awesome? (laughs) I mean, that's just incredible. God doesn't say, oh, you can only do it once a month or you can only do it once a week. I know in the Bible, we always go back to God's word, but in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians 7, 1, it says this regarding sex. It says, now regarding the questions you asked in your letter, yes, it is good to abstain from sexual relations, but because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband, and the husband gives his authority over his body to his wife. Do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. Afterward, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. The Bible explains it very well. So powerful Mm. and so articulate. What a huge, incredible, wonderful piece of of truth, Don. Mm. And thank you for sharing that again. I know we had shared it last week, but we've got to keep coming Mm. back to the Bible and saying, what does it say about these topics in marriage and allow it to be that compass, not only for us personally and spiritually, but for us as a couple. So here's the big question. How does a married couple grow their sexual intimacy? We talked about the why, (laughs) you know, the reasons why it's so helpful. And you recapped some of those uh, just a moment ago. But you have to have a how. You got to have a how. You have to have a how. (laughs) How do we do this? Okay, now we get why we should do it, but how are we going to do it? Well, we want to give you right now just some things that we've learned that we would recommend for you and your spouse on how to deepen Mm -hmm. sexual intimacy. And the first one would really be you've got to make a commitment as a couple to sexual intimacy. You've got to make a commitment to it. Mm -hmm. it. It doesn't get any clearer than that. You've got to say together, we're going to make this a massive priority. And why? Because that's how it's going to become a natural rhythm of your married life. And and really one day builds on the next, doesn't it, it, Don? It does, yep. I mean, when you've had sex recently... It makes it less awkward to have sex again. And it also might make it more appealing. Uh, This happens because a couple who is intimate often will have more recent memories of the pleasure that they've just experienced together Mm -hmm. like yesterday or a a week ago. Mm -hmm. And it's fresh in their minds. You know, I think another reason, Don, though, would be uh, uh, the how, I should say. (laughs) 
Today's episode is sponsored by Goddess Creative Co. They specialize in wedding and event photography and videography. Goddess Creative Co. believes in turning the biggest moments in life into memories that you'll never forget. They're devoted to giving their time, talent, and emotional energy to give their clients a product, experience, and memory that achieves an unforgettable experience. Visit goddessphotography.co. Again, that's goddess, G-A-D-E-S, photography.co. Another reason, Don, though, would be uh, uh, the how, I should say, is is, uh, secondly, appreciate that sex takes time. Mm. It takes time. Uh, sex isn't yeah. just something that you rush into <laughs> no. on a regular basis. You can, and that's okay. Yeah. But but most of the time, it's not instantly hot. Yeah. And sometimes it needs to be a slow passion, maybe even throughout the day, yeah. that comes to a steady boil. Kind of like just boiling water on the stove. Right. It doesn't instantly get hot. It takes time. But it does some really cool things yeah. when you get it boiling, right? It cooks food. It does... Cool things, sterilizes things. Well, some people need time to warm up to sex and some other mm-hmm. other people yeah. don't. They're just ready to go all the time. Some plan for it, which is great, but they forget that it's not a business transaction. One spouse can suddenly say to the other spouse, okay, let's have sex. And it can make it feel cold and like a task that needs to be crossed off a list. I don't know if I'm mm-hmm. making that yeah. clear enough, Don, but, but you know, if it's like, okay, we're, we have sex on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's just do it. Let's yeah. have sex right now. And then suddenly there's no passion. Yeah. There's no romance. There's no boiling and mm-hmm. warming up throughout the day. It's just like, okay, let's do this and get it done and move on. But really there should be some flirting and warming up to sex, some, you know, winking and texting and, and holding hands, yep. holding hands, and it's going to make the actual experience more intimate and pleasurable. There should also be times when there's not planning, where you know clothes are flying <laughs> off everywhere, and the moment just arrives unannounced. I think we're saying yep. both yep. are so important. And I know, honestly, even just when our, in our own marriage, Travis, I mean, I. It takes me a little bit longer. Like I just, it sometimes literally it starts in the morning, just the way that we treat each other. Um, if we have been in an argument or something, that's probably the first thing that goes. I get really frustrated. Right. But in our own marriage, it's definitely slower for me yeah. um, in comparison to you. And it and it really can throw uh, both spouses off. It's just not a good place to start. So yeah. it's so good to be treating each other right and yeah. to be warming up right away from yeah. the beginning. Hey friends, we'll get right back to the episode, but we just wanted to say if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please consider sharing it on social media, leave us a review, and be sure to subscribe. We would also love to hear from you, so feel free to leave a comment. And for more information about Travis or Don Rosinger, go to lovingthefight.com. Um, and another how, how, uh, you know, what is the how to this? It's we need to make time for sex. And I know, um, I think women may understand this a little bit more. I'm, I'm not trying to stereotype women, you know, when it comes to this area, but you, sometimes we just need to schedule it, but then be able to cheat on that schedule as well. Plan for sex, but do it in between when you have planned for it as well. So you're planning for it, you're right. making a time, but then making sure that, yeah, you know what, just because it's not the scheduled time doesn't mean that you can't have sex. Right. The Bible says don't deny one another of sexual intimacy. In other words, if you agreed on it once a week and scheduled it that way, 
Keep that commitment. Yes, yes. It's okay to do it more often, obviously, of course, if one of you initiates and the other is equally excited about the spur of the moment possibility. Totally okay. Nothing wrong with that. But again, just make sure you, you make time for it. And some people literally have to put it in their schedule. If you want to have great sexual intimacy, you should never use sex as a weapon or withhold it to punish or leverage power mm. over the other That's spouse. That's so good, Don. It is not a weapon. It's not supposed to bring you further apart, but closer together. You think about what do weapons do? Weapons don't be, bring people closer together. <laughs> no, they never they do. They actually separate them. Yeah. So don't ever use sex as a weapon or something to withhold as a punishment. And Don, that's such a great point because when you think about why or how God created sex, all of those things, mm-hmm. I mean, God created it so to bring couples together, not to be used as a weapon, to drive married couples apart. Yeah. Again, we're talking about the how. How yeah. do you deepen sexual intimacy as a couple? Uh, the next thing we would suggest is keep your eyes open at the pinnacle of pleasure. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. in that moment when... God has created where you as a couple, whether it's the man or the woman are together and you're hitting that point where it's Mm -hmm. like, wow, this is amazing. Right in the middle of that sexual act, that intimate moment, um, you want to keep your eyes open. Why? Because you want a permanent imprint in your mind of that one person, Mm -hmm. your spouse, who fulfills you in the deepest of ways physically and also is fulfilling you in that moment emotionally kind of like I don't know why but I've always thought of a record player Don you know Mm -hmm. in records and records have grooves and you drop the old needle on there and those grooves they they kind of make noise they capture the memory or the 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 historical moment of that singer you know kind of in the same way um, you know when you have your eyes open and you're looking at your spouse in that pinnacle moment of pleasure it's like you're dropping deep grooves in the neuro pathways of your physical mm, brain yeah. and and now when you think of of sex or that heightened sexual experience your mind's going to automatically drift to your spouse and mm. and don when i when i think of sex i want to be thinking about you and i want mm. you to be thinking about me another point that we would uh, we would want to mention that really can help couples, uh, you, you know, deepen that sexual experience. Again, the how is also to remove the pre- pressure of perfection. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Remove the pressure of perfection. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a tongue uh, twister, but here's what we're trying to say. Sex is an ongoing learning curve. No, none of us were born with a master's no. degree in sex, so don't give up. Just keep practicing and believe me, it will get better and more satisfying. The key is you can't give up. I think we can, you know, we learn that, you know, from experience. Like if you think of, you know, when we were young, I got, we were 19 and you were 21, we got married and look at our, our sex life and it's completely different. <laughs> and we weren't probably quite as good as yeah. we were, you know, as we are now, as we were back then. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful for that learning curve yeah. and that we've gotten better. Another uh, how would be, communicate about sex. This is very important. So good. Open your mouth and speak. Couples, married couples need to be talking about sex. You've already committed yourself to your spouse for life at the altar. They've already seen you completely unclothed (laughs) in your truest physical self. So instead of running away, what did they do? They move closely to you, quickly towards Mm -hmm. you. 
So now it's time to open your mouth and speak. They love you. You're, they desire you. So yeah. tell your spouse what feels good exactly and why it feels good. They aren't mind readers and they don't naturally know what will bring you pleasure. You got to spell it out mm. for them and then coach them on it so that they can become the most trained person mm. at meeting your deepest physical needs. I think this could sound like maybe it's a selfish thing, but it's not. I know I want you to communicate to me, you know, what pleases you or what brings you pleasure in that moment. Um, it's not a selfish thing because we're together, we're wanting to give each other pleasure. Exactly, Don. And really, we just need to tell our spouse what we like mm -hmm. and what we don't like and coach them on it again. Another how is listen with your ears and with your eyes. Isn't that interesting? Listen with your ears, but also listen mm. with your eyes. Listen and observe as your spouse talks about sex and pay attention in the middle of sex. Watch them when each spouse keeps a list of what their spouse really likes and uses that list regularly or brings them the greatest pleasure, their, the, their level of closeness as a couple is going to increase. Yeah. And also their physical and emotional love tanks are going to be filled up. So again, learning and listening with your ears and your eyes, and then keeping that short list and using that short <laughs> list, you know what they like, make sure you're using it on them. Another way to, you know, or how to deepen your sexual intimacy is to understand your role. Understand, we need to understand our role. You are your spouse's one-stop shopping for their sexual needs. Travis is my my one-stop shopping for my sexual needs and, and vice versa. We need to embrace that. Get excited about that, that Travis isn't going mm. anywhere else to fulfill those needs. He's coming to me. Don't let it be a burden, but let it be a role you know, uh, that you actually take pride in. Why? Because God has placed you in a position to be the sole provider of everything your spouse needs sexually. That means you get to be Santa Claus. You get to be the tooth fairy, <laughs> the boss who gives a, gives you a raise, the parents who take their kids to Disney World. You, you get the idea. Your spouse isn't going to hate you for this. They're going to become even more mm. in love with you for That's this. That's such a great point. Don, one-stop shopping. <laughs> like you're the, the everything for them. And what a gift that is well, to be in that role and to be able to be that person who fulfills that for your spouse. We need to remember what is it what it says in 1 Corinthians 7.1. We shouldn't be asking, is my spouse meeting my needs sexually in marriage? Instead, we should be asking, am I meeting my spouse's sexual needs? So, so are you? I just would think we need to ask each other. I need to ask that. Um, and maybe you need to just look into yourself. Are you meeting your spouse's sexual needs? Only you know the answer to that question. And if you don't know the answer, just ask them. Yeah, and it's time to ask each one of us. Yep. The husband needs to ask himself and the wife needs to ask herself every day. Am I meeting my wife's sexual needs or am I meeting my husband's sexual mm -hmm. needs? Let's just recap how to deepen sexual intimacy. Again, this is the how. First, you have to make a commitment as a couple to sexual intimacy for it to become a natural rhythm of your married life. You have to appreciate that sex takes time. Sometimes it needs to be a slow passion that comes to a steady boil. Mm. You have to make time for sex. If you have to literally schedule it out, put it in put your it in schedule. schedule. Yeah. 
another way how to deepen sexual intimacy is we have to remember that sex should never be used as a weapon to withhold or punish or leverage power over your spouse. You have to also keep your eyes open at the pinnacle of pleasure and remove the pressure Mm. of perfection. Another way to deepen sexual intimacy is to communicate. Communicate a lot about about sex with your spouse. You need to listen with your ears and also with your eyes. And lastly, you need to understand your role or your position as your spouse um, when it comes to sexual intimacy and take pride in that. Be excited about that position. awesome. Totally agree with that, Don. You know, we don't want to forget uh, the quote that we had last Mm -hmm. week from Tim Gardner in his book, uh, Sacred Sex. He says the number one purpose uh, of sex is neither procreation or recreation, but ultimately unification. And I think that's super important to remember. It's such a good thing to remember because, yeah, those other two things are just really benefits, mm-hmm. but ultimately God wants a married couple unified. So we want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight podcast. Hey guys, remember, you got this. You can do it. Keep loving the fight. Don't give up. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. If this podcast encouraged you, then be sure to share it with others that you care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, or other social media channels. Please hit the subscribe button if you have not subscribed. And please click like and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure that you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. See you next time.